Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio.
Hello, everybody. I hope you like this set music there. This is your host, David Baker, on Beyond the Gate Radio. Beyond the Gate Radio, Sunday edition of October 9th, 2011. I am your host, David Baker, and Sherelle Baker is the co-host tonight. Our guest tonight is Ursula Kalin. And she is a spiritual medium, a paranormal investigator, an expert at EVP, which is electronic voice phenomena or recordings of uh, voices from the beyond. And she's also a radio host of the Spirit Messenger radio show. Uh, She has always been connected spiritually, she says. Growing up in a family with roots down in the bayou, readers and candle burning for luck and money were not unusual. Um, Ursula's mother and grandmother both have the gift of sight, although they may not admit it. That's funny because that's how it is in my family for the most part, at least from mother and above. Ursula did not embrace her gifts until later in life when she allowed herself to open up spiritually and mentally. Once that happened, the floodgates opened. Always interested in the paranormal, she began experimenting with EVPs. It was at this time that she started noticing her abilities to communicate with the spirits. No matter what device she used, whether it be a digital recorder, tape, or computer, she was receiving very clear messages. She began experimenting with ghost boxes, which are radio transmitters that sweep the airwaves. And once again, she was getting uncanny messages from beyond. However, these were intelligent responses that referred to her by name and often mentioned her children's names. Her senses began to develop where she began to smell and feel the presence of spirits. As her senses improved, so did her sight. Yes, she was now vividly seeing spirits to the point where she could describe their gender, features, and clothing. She suddenly was being uh, contacted from individual individuals all over the globe who were drawn to her because of her gift. They convinced her that she needs, needed to embrace her gift and to help others uh, pursue the light. And that makes a lot of sense to me. Though through a chance meeting over the net, she was introduced to Frank Sumpton. And I hope you paranormal investigators know who Frank Sumpton is. He's the creator of Frank's Box. He sent one to uh, Ursula because she said he had been hearing her name for years on one of the boxes. Wow, that's amazing. And thought she was supposed to have one. Since that time, he and Ursula have become long-distance friends, and he has shared a few more boxes with her. And she is now using the boxes and meditation to communicate with spirits that are looking to cross over into the light. So a new chapter has begun. 
Ursula has encountered a number of individuals who have been drawn to her for advice and counseling. While she was not ready to embrace the inevitable, she now believes she can help many. She was convinced of this when she began uncovering details of individual encounters that she had no prior knowledge. She had never met these people and began telling them about things that were going on in their lives. She is dedicated to helping the living and the deceased. She lives with her loving, supporting family in the Chicago western suburbs. And a couple of her websites are UrsulaKalen.com and uh, ChicagoPRI.net. She is the founder and president of the uh, of her um, Chicago Research Institute, which uh, does paranormal research. And her website is really interesting because she has pages for the uh, who's on her team, her CPRI team, some information about her. Recent interview with her with Joanne, the coffee psychic, which, uh, by the way, I was on her show a few years ago. She's a really nice person. Uh, she has a page on there with uh, photo evidence, history research, and even uh, C, uh, CPRI fund page. And the page that I think a lot of you will find interesting on her website is the EVP portal. There's pages of EVP that you can click on and listen to. I want you to note that if you were listening to the show right here on the uh, Block Talk Radio Show where her bio is at the bottom, I posted links to her website, so you may want to check it out as you're listening to the show. This is uh, all very interesting. And talking about interesting and wonderful things, I'd like to bring in the co-host of the show, my angel, as always, Sherelle. Good evening, Sherelle. How are you doing tonight? Good evening, David. I'm doing fine. Good evening, everyone who's listening and all of our family and friends in chat. Hello. Hello across the well, – actually, she's not across the pond. She's in Australia. We have uh, Emma Ferry listening in Australia. Welcome to the show. We also have My Life Journey, and we also have Nick, one of our faithful, faithful listeners. Thank you so much for being here tonight. I am excited. Um, actually, David, I wanted you to kind of fill us in a little bit about a little more about EBPs. I know you've had some experiences with EBPs, and I was wondering if you can help us out with that. And you know, there's a, a few of us that are still kind of green when it comes to EBPs, or We've watched TV shows or something like that, and we're, you know, what is it that we need to really listen for? You know, I've I've heard about Frank's Box. I've seen it on um, Ghost Adventures and stuff like that, which I really enjoy. But what I really am interested in is, like, is it something that, like, a box that we can make or, you know, could you give us a little background on that? I do not have extensive experience with it, even though I do have some experience, and I've seen the other types of uh, boxes demonstrated and different types of instrumentation. Before I go any further about that, I just wanted to say that our guest, I have been unable to contact her at this time, and she hasn't called in yet, so we'll see what happens, but uh, besides 
chit-chatting with everybody because I love this stuff anyway. Uh, I would like to talk to uh, Emma Hogan. That would be lovely to talk to her, and I might start taking some calls early just for general chit-chat or questions or whatever. As far as recording voices go, it said that, let's take a regular tape recorder, for example. You know, they can catch sounds that the human ear is not able to. It's kind of like if you blow one of those silent dog whistles, you can't hear that. But perhaps if you have a dog in the house, the dog can hear it. They are able to hear different frequencies, you know, on the scale compared to ours is different than ours. Just like me as a medium, I'm able to discern different frequencies that other people aren't in that particular, you know, of energy. Well, that's all energy. Sounds is energy as well. Sound is. And just like a camera, paranormal investigators may be investigating a particular location. And there might be some entities there, for example. And sometimes you can see an entity or otherwise known as a ghost. With your naked eyes, or you might see a shadow of mist or light or something. And it's those times when perhaps you can't see something, so they have these different types of cameras, instrumentation on different frequencies that may be able to pick it up because they can see what you can see, just like a regular camera as well. Well, the tape recorder, digital recorder, and these other types of instruments are really no different. It's said that um, if you are at this location and there's a spirit there that wants to communicate with you, they can hear you and you can't hear them. So the solution is for you to start a conversation for any supposed spirit or ghost at this location. To say some words or ask it a question and wait and give it a chance, hopefully the blank spot on the tape will be filled with a response of some type. And I know that investigators want to prove that whatever this might be could possibly be that of a voice from somebody that's deceased. So they hope to get several EVPs with an actual response to the question that makes sense, not a random response, which which makes sense. You know, that's just one of the things that they use in their investigations. And as far as the uh, EVP goes, or should I say uh, electronic voice phenomena, as it's called, there's a few kinds of EVPs. And let me explain to people, because sometimes when they get a response, those who have had the experience or have had the opportunity to listen to the uh, playback from other people's recordings, there's different classes of EVPs. There's a scale, and that makes a lot of sense. First, there's what's called a Class A EVP. A Class A is the best you can possibly hope to get because it's really clear. Class A is very clear and easy to understand with a naked ear. In other words, you turn it on and it sounds like perhaps somebody on the other side of the room had said something and you really don't have to 
strained to hear. It's a pretty clear voice. Then you have so you can you can hear it right away, right? That one's the one that you can hear right away. Yes, that's correct. Okay. And I suppose it depends on the the energy of the spirit as well, and many other things. But I'm sure that Class A EVPs are not commonplace. They're perhaps a little bit more rare than the other ones. For example, a Class B has decent volume, but it requires refined listening. In other words, you may have to tweak it on the recording device or maybe a computer of some type to get it because there's a lot of static and noise uh, on the recorder as you're listening to it. And I wish someday they would make one that was absolutely silent and clear and you would just hear the voices. That would be awesome. Then there's a Class C, which is supposedly the most common and is very low in audio volume and clarity. That one, you really need to increase the volume and try to wipe out the noise if you have a good program for that. And then there's supposedly the Class R, which is clear and can be played in forward or reverse, but can contain different meanings, and I'm sure a lot of people just toss that out. And they, I used to go metal detecting. I had a metal detector, and you would set it to different frequencies for different types of metals, and it would make a certain sound when you went over something buried in the ground. But if something is small or buried further, the uh, signal is barely discernible. It's very difficult, and you might miss yourself a gold coin or something. Who knows? So they recommend that you use headphones with a metal detector so you won't miss the beep beep on it. While the same thing with uh, recording EVPs, it's highly recommended that you use headphones on a recorder so you may enhance your experience. Isn't that interesting, Mel? That is. That is interesting. I um I also have a um I have a, a friend that's on the line, um friend and family, Emma Hogan. Um is Emma Hogan, are you available? Yes, I'm here. Can you hear me? We can hear you, Emma. Welcome to Beyond the Gate Radio from Australia. Hello. Hi, Emma. Hello, hello, family. Nice to have you with us. Now, I just want to tell the audience about you briefly, now that we've got you trapped. Emma (laughs) is not only a healer, but she uh, teaches yoga, meditation. She has CDs out on that. She's a psychic and medium. She's worked with me at uh, various times, worked with us. And we've done lectures together, and we've shared a booth at uh, the New Living Expo in San Francisco. So, and she's really an excellent medium, uh, an excellent healer. She's good at everything she does. And she has two twins. Who are little mediums. Yes. <laughs> there are little psychics behind you. They have a lot to say. That's- even though they're not talking yet. <laughs> well, out loud. <laughs> Emma, what part of Australia are you located in at this time? Currently in Melbourne, Australia. So it's 
12.20 on Monday morning or Monday afternoon. So we're in the future already. <laughs> well, I'm in the past, yet we can still communicate. I think that's amazing. So you're across the international dateline, then. One of us is. Yeah, exactly, exactly. We are, yeah. we are definitely time traveling, definitely. It is definitely. so great to hear your voice. We, uh, you know, I know that you're interested um, in EVPs too. You know, you were you're learning about them too, and um, it's interesting because a lot of times, you know, uh, we can't hear or see anything. And and I remember I, one of our conversations, you were talking, and it was like the 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 boys were seeing something but you couldn't see it and you couldn't hear it. So it, it was like they were having a communication with someone probably, you know, a past loved one or angels or someone behind you. And it's just really interesting how they're still so connected to the other side and sometimes we strain to listen to hear. So it's just really interesting. Absolutely. Absolutely. They are very, very, very connected to the other side. They do some amazing things. Um, they are 17 months old and they they talk they talk really loud to me and my husband without using their words. I, I understand that you can hear them using their mouth right now. <laughs> they want to make sure you can hear them all the way over there. <clears throat> yeah. But um, yeah, for example, the other night um, I teach on Monday nights, which is tonight. So I was teaching last Monday, and Lukey was having a hard time going to sleep. So, this is Lukey talking to you. So finally, Dom went into the room mm-hmm. to check on him and he placed his hand on his heart. And after about 60 seconds, Luke looked into Dom's eyes really strong in it and he took his hand away. And it was like he said, your work here is done, Dad. And he rolled over and just went fast asleep. And that was it. it he didn't say it out loud, but Dom said he felt that's what he had said to him with this look that he gave him. So <laughs> pretty powerful. Wow. Pretty powerful little that is very yeah. powerful. He is, he is. He's sitting on and my lap right now. It's interesting, too, that it's interesting, too, how we, um, like, because we're, you know, David and I have a, a dialogue without words. You and Dom have a dialogue without words. It's just, it just comes naturally to us. And, and you have that without, you have that. You have that. Yes, yes, we do. Absolutely, and it's. I think that it's going. It, this is the way that we are um, evolving. The way that we're going is speaking more. Because if you notice, a lot of people text and send emails. They're not even using their words aloud as much as we used to now. Anyway, you know, right. it's very fast, right. very instant. Um, if you were to write a letter, some people are surprised to get letters in the mail. They want to know it yesterday. They want to know the information yesterday, you know. And it's very rare right. that I actually get a call, like a phone call now. It's usually just a quick text or an email to let me know whatever it is I need to know. So it's already happening even though we're using the Internet and we're still using the phones. I still feel that the children that are being born today are doing that automatically without having to use the technology technology that we have created in order to do that. So it's pretty powerful. I, I think that is powerful. And I also find that now people, even with readings, they want readings done over the Internet or, 
you know, they want you to, uh, you know, do a reading, do a email reading. It's faster for them, or they could text you. Um, exactly. That's the way of the future. Whereas before, how we learned was to have contact with the person, and then we you get a direct hit from them. You get to you get to see all the things, but now um, I can find myself either even over the phone or texting. You still get you still get the reading, you still get the visions, you still get the thoughts, but I do miss the one-on-one contact. Yes, absolutely, I do too. And I feel that once we pass the internet and the phones and become more like the children are today then you'll still feel that connection. For example, when I was, it would be three years ago on Wednesday when I took my big nap and when you guys saw me and yes. felt me while I was taking a nap over here in Australia for 10 days. Yes. Um, you know, so I feel that the more that we learn from our children to do um, the thoughts through the mind and feel, you can actually physically feel the energy of the person that you want to connect with, and it won't seem so far away. And guidance has told me recently that the veil on Earth has gotten very thin for us to connect to anyone, anywhere, anytime, right? And we're grateful to have the Internet and that to be able to do that, but I feel that it's evolving past that. I think the Internet is going to stick around. It's still great and everything that we use it for, absolutely. But I also feel for family and friends and people that you want to feel that close connection to, you'll be able to do it through the mind, you know. So there's a a place for both. There's plenty of room for both, (laughs) you know. So, yeah, I think it's really powerful. Yeah. David, how how do you feel about that? I wasn't paying attention. I was doing something here in the chat room. I'm sorry. (laughs) And I took my nap three years ago, David, when I was in the coma. And your clock stopped oh. at your house. Yeah, that, that's going to be, I guess, is that in your book? Because is, is, I'm adding that to my book as well. Yes, uh, it will be. I might as well tell the listeners, since they're listening Absolutely. to us chit-chat on the air, <laughs> that uh, when you left us, and you went to live in Australia, you were horseback riding, and the horse threw you, and you banged yourself pretty bad on a, just happened to hit a boulder, you know, it's like the horse aimed you there or something, I don't know, but you could have hit the grass, but you hit a boulder instead, and you really got injured very badly, were taken to the hospital, and you were in a coma for a few months. Now, one particular day, because uh, we always prayed for you and had you in our hearts. But one particular day, at a certain time in the morning, the grandfather clock, I have a grandfather clock in my living room. Now, this is funny because when Emma was staying with us, the only time that grandfather <laughs> clock ever stopped was when we were all talking together, Emma, Sherelle, myself. We were talking together in the living room about something. I think it stopped at exactly 10 at night or something like that. I forget, but I think it was about the same time in the morning that it stopped. When it stopped, uh, something rare happened to me. Uh, I guess it just didn't happen all the time, but I saw a specter of Emma standing next to the grandfather clock. 
and I started having a conversation with her, even though she's in Australia, and I'm in California, and she's in a coma, and I'm awake and lucid, of course. And I was having this conversation with Emma. I could see her specter um, standing by the grandfather clock, and we had a little conversation. And after that, she left, and the clock at that time stopped. The clock stopped. I told Sherelle about it, and I guess sometime later, after Emma had recovered, we were talking, and Emma asked me, uh, she said she had a dream, and you know when you dream, you astral travel, okay? You just don't sit there with your brain and, you know, like you're in a little movie theater. You pretty much go somewhere because your body is energy. It's not material. Your spiritual body it doesn't need to rest like that material body, so it's busy doing something all the time, which helps us when we wake up, I can imagine. So her body traveled over here. She said in her dream that about that same time, she remembers standing by the grandfather clock having the conversation with me, and I almost fell out of my chair, and so I told her the scenario of what happened, and that was totally amazing. Yeah. You know, something like that happened to me. But I was awake before I retired. I was on the job at nighttime. I was walking, and I started getting disoriented, and I had to grab a hold of the table, and I felt myself astral travel out of my body. I didn't move, and into a bedroom of a friend for you know, a minute. Then I felt myself come back, and I had to go sit down. I said, wow, that was spontaneous. And the next day she came over, and Cheryl, that's Valerie, Valerie Camoso. I remember. Enter, who had a meeting with us the next day about the next we were going to go to. And Valerie, I have something to tell you. And she says, no, David, let me tell you this first. She said, you came into my bedroom last night, and I tried to wake up my husband. Couldn't wake him up. So I said hi to you, and you looked at me, and then you disappeared. So, you know, isn't this amazing, Emma? Absolutely, absolutely. It's incredible how that connection is so strong. And um, I got an email from Doreen asking for Australian angel stories, and so I'm sending it in. So it will all be in there (laughs) when she gets it. Excellent. I only get printed because I gave her my archangel archangel story, and she didn't use that one. But when I looked at the book later, I guess my story wasn't, as interesting as the other stories. But anyway, when's the last time you seen uh, Doreen at the uh, at event she had? Sorry, when's the last time? Yes. I will let the audience know that uh, we've all had courses with Doreen, and uh, <laughs> Emma has worked with Doreen Virtue recently. I remember yes, reading about it on Facebook. Can you tell us about yes. that a little bit? It must be exciting to be working with Doreen in a different capacity this time. Oh, it's awesome. And I'm hopefully going to be starting in December, um, and my mum is going to come with me. She wants to take the course as well. The twins are fighting oh, over oh, my phone. Oh, wonderful. And um, so I that saw her on like August Aaron. It is, you're right. <laughs> I saw Doreen at the, at the I Can Do It. And um, she, 
I had all these questions and she was offering free readings as she does at the end of her speeches and I, I, she didn't know I was there at first and I thought, you know, there's so many people here that need to talk to her more than I do so I'm just going to keep my hand down and see what happens. And so I did and she asked a gentleman to stand up and ask his question and he did and he said, I really would like to know where I'm supposed to go from here. And she said, I feel that you're supposed to do yoga. Has that been happening? Have you been called to do yoga lately? And he said, yes, actually, the last three months I've been thinking about doing yoga. And Doreen was like, well, there you go. And then um, she said, do you have a yoga studio near you? And he said, yes, actually, my girlfriend is a yoga teacher. So then she asked him to come up on stage and she asked if there were any yoga teachers and I raised my hand and then she was so surprised to see me there. She gave me a big hug and told everyone how we'd worked together in the past and it's been a while since we've seen each other and hopefully I'm going to start in December. So yes, it was really great and, and I feel that all my questions were answered with just helping somebody else by doing something that I love, which is yoga. So I taught the whole audience tree pose. <laughs> So it was really good. Yeah. On the funny side, when we were together last with Dorian Virtue and Kona, mm-hmm. uh, I didn't feel too uncomfortable because, you know, you're just a little shorter than me. And Sherelle and Dorian Virtue are about <laughs> the same height. They're both taller than both of us. So, Absolutely. You know, I just had to throw yeah. that in there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Absolutely. the boys are quiet. Yeah, it, it was like she was just floating on stage while she has to wear those really long dresses because she looks even taller when 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 she's walking by you because you actually don't see her feet touching the floor. The same with Sherelle when wears, she wears her dresses, especially that dress that we went to the concert with the lady that plays the beautiful music. I can't pronounce her name, but it begins with a K. <laughs> All right, right. Oh. You remember? You were floating that night. <laughs> I was floating that night. That was amazing. It was amazing. It, we just really have had some really great experiences. And, you know, um, I think it's really nice to hear um, different generations coming up, even with the boys sitting there and, you know, wanting to be on the computer and listening to the conversation <laughs> and hearing them. It just keeps it just keeps me alive too because um, I know whenever we talk, Luke always wants to be by the computer, so I know he's going to be a computer whiz, you know, and just so intuitive how they are, and it's just really neat. It's just really neat. It is. I want to take cut in very briefly to let the guests know, to let the uh, listening audience know that this is the first time in all the shows that I've ever had that we have failed to contact the guest, and the guest has failed to contact us. But that's okay. We're having fun with tonight's show because the show must go on. And so we have Emma tonight who worked with us, and we will probably take some calls pretty soon too. But, Emma, we really appreciate you being here with us. We kind of like trapped you into it, I suppose. But I know you didn't (laughs) mind coming on the show tonight, did you, Emma? That is all. It was perfect. It was perfect timing and, and everything. It's wonderful to be here. I'm very grateful. Thank you. 
going to have another show tomorrow with Jeffrey Faulkner, who is a uh, near-death experiencer two times, once when he was in the Navy. He is supposed to be a channeler and uh, a prophet and has uh, channels what you call ET or extraterrestrials. He's going to be on the show tomorrow at the same time. And on Wednesday, I'm going to be on that wonderful radio show called At the Water Cooler on Z Talk Radio. I'll be posting that on Facebook with uh, the bouquet, my friend, Ken Kennedy. That's going to be an uh, awesome show. And then on Sunday, I'm going to be with Sci-Fi Radio. I won't be having a show this coming Sunday but I'll be a guest on their show as I'm a regular monthly guest. So I'm having another show tomorrow to make up for that. And now, back to Emma. I'm still here. Hello. That's so Emma, I told you we'd get you on the show. Of course, I'm going to have to get you official capacity as a guest, which I'm trying to get around to. But we got you on this way. I know universe is very tricky, aren't they? Very, very lots of humor. It's brilliant. It's all about divine, perfect timing. <laughs> That's right. Now, weren't you? Did you uh, host a radio show of some type at one time in the past, or were a DJ or something? Yes. I I was a DJ on the radio in Pensacola, Florida, and um, Fort Walton Beach, Florida, and then I did um, I did a radio show on Indigos on Block Talk Radio. Um, a few years ago, right. yeah, it was, yeah, it's really good. It's really good. Yeah. Now let me ask but you something about that. Do your your children? Do you class your children as like indigos, crystals, rainbows, anything specific as far as your yes. children go? And what would yes. that be, please? Uh, Luke, Luke is definitely an indigo. He has a warrior spirit. Yes. Um, he was yes. the one that. Um, we we lost temporarily when he first got here. He had a very hard time getting here. Aaron, on the other hand, is like a Buddha. He's a very crystal child. He stands very people crystal. that he loves them immediately. Very crystal. And, um, yeah, so definitely one crystal, one indigo. And Luke is a lot like me and in the uh, indigo way. Aaron is very artistic, too. Yes. Very artistic. Yes, he is. He and is. Luke and he loves is, to is very technical. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. And we call Luke a little wizard because he raises his hands up above his head when he's got something important to say. And it looks like he's <laughs> he looks like a little wizard. Whereas Aaron is Aaron is always is looking like he's thinking on the next thing he's going to create. So we call him little genius. And he actually looks at me when I said genius. <laughs> <laughs> he's used to that word. He knows. <laughs> he knows, Mommy, that you're talking about exactly. him. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yes. So he's. I'm going to be expecting. <laughs> I'm going to be expecting Luke to reprogram my computer and everything later on. He is amazing that way, and that's and that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking that. Um, the indigos and crystals that are born now are going to show a way to help us that have been here and gotten used to the internet and cell phones, etc. They're going to show us a way to combine the two. 
you know. I think that's what, between these two, I really believe that's what they're going to create, a way to teach others how to connect mentally and feel the energy of someone, even though they're far away, and how to connect deeper on the Internet. Like, they've already got videos and you can see each other and it's like you're already there on the internet right now today you know so there's definitely a way to transfer right. transmute right. that energy and i think that that um that that's coming soon yes it's beautiful definitely hey, oh that's very interesting thank you for uh for the since we have some callers i think we have Somebody's been holding for quite some time. Perhaps we can take a call and see what questions they have for us. Terrell, would you like to bring the, one of the callers in? Absolutely. 818, area code 818. You are on the air on Beyond the Gate Radio. Hello, how are you, and who's calling? Hi, guys. I have spoken to David before briefly with a reading. This is Ebony calling from California. Hi, Ebony. Welcome Hi, to the Ebony. Show. Hi, nice to hear from you How again. How are you guys doing? Awesome. Yeah, and I had, um, I, had a, I guess, two little brief questions. Um, you've kind of connected to Darnell, well, your other guest at one point connected to Darnell for me, someone in spirit. And um, we've been communicating through mediumship and through music and synchronistic events and he'll send birds my way and there have been dream visits. And one of the things that I'm trying to do on my own is to meditate and get still so I can try to receive clear thoughts from him. Um, And I want to know, is there a way, what's the best way to discern whether it's your voice and your imagination making up the communication or, or whether it's, you know, your actual loved one that's trying to come through? Is there a way to kind of tell that in the beginning? That's the first question. That's a very interesting question, and it can be challenging to those new in the field. The way I mm-hmm. teach people, and it does take practice, and it's just mm-hmm. a meditation, relaxing of the self, so you could so-called raise your vibrations to get to the other frequency. It is possible, yes. And I I like to use the sign symbol ways of explaining things. I would say that as you're doing it, you visualize. You have to visualize. You can't get away from visualization because that's part of the tools, the psychic tools that you're using for this potential communication. Mm-hmm. Therefore, picture somewhere in your third eye, wherever your imagination stems from, where you can see mm-hmm. something like you're sitting there and imagine what it'd be like to be on the beach in Hawaii with a nice little ring by the waves, you know, mm-hmm. and you can see all that. Take that part of your mind and pretend like it's on a big screen TV and pretend like okay. you can rotate it away from that area and put it to the side and completely ignore it and visualize a clean screen and hold and focus on that screen and the thought of communication with that particular person and practice that. And after a while, as you start to communicate, you'll start to get things, messages that you know did not come from you. You wouldn't have said Mm -hmm. that. You wouldn't have thought that. You were surprised Mm -hmm. 
Oh, that's wonderful, mm-hmm. loving. And make sure that when you do that, you know, uh, obviously you believe in a higher connection in the spiritual realm. Always protect yourself, surround yourself with white lights, say a prayer of protection, and ask mm-hmm. for somebody specific from, you know, the highest love and light. And you refuse anything from the darkness, negative or bad, is not allowed around you. And any messages mm-hmm. you sh- should get should be that of love, guidance, support, and comfort only. Anything else, stop the communication, get, you know, God, Jesus, Archangel, Michael, whatever you wish, to get mm-hmm. rid of it. It has no permission to be around you. But by practicing that particular method is uh, one of the ways that would work for you. And it does take practice, uh, more time for some people, less time for others. And also sometimes a visualization exercise could help strengthen that part of your mind or your third eye. It's like going to the gym. You're mm-hmm. not going to walk in the gym skinny and then walk out with muscles. It takes several trips. So by doing that, it opens up the energy. You get used to it more, becomes familiar with you. So you may want to practice, let's say, looking at a, a white daisy in your mind and holding it for a while then adding mm-hmm. a a yellow daisy to that and holding that thought for a while, and maybe adding a red one, you know, just to see and then change it to something else. And also when you're out walking in nature or something, try mm-hmm. to notice things that you do not notice on a normal basis, like ignore the traffic and the people, listen for the drone of the little bee, look at little flowers that you normally just pass by, little details, all those little things there are really helping you focus on something that you normally don't focus. And what it all adds up to is that you're working on that psychic tube, making it more powerful, and training yourself to have that communication right there. So hopefully, without teaching the course on the radio, that helps you in some way. That was very, very – I'm sitting here taking it all in. I'm going to listen to it in the archives. That was very helpful. And then the second question I had, because you guys brought up astral travel, and I'm fascinated with that too – one of the things that Darnell will do is he'll, and I've had it with other loved ones, is he'll come in my dream, and it's like he'll come find me. Like I'll be doing something, I'll be in a place, and there's a bunch of people around, and then he'll find me. And then lately I've been able to recognize that it's him. Before I just kind of would notice it after the fact that, oh, he was in my dream. But lately now I'm like, oh, it's you, and then I recognize him, and then we start to interact, and I recognize that this is a dream visit. But it, all the visits are extremely quick. Like they, it's like the moment we kind of connect, just just as soon as he's here, he's gone. Is that is that what dream visits really are? Just really really quick. Is there a way to extend that, or is it just it just goes really quick? And that's it, it, maybe that takes a lot of energy for him to do that. So he has to just come in really quick and leave out really quick. Yes, that's the most common way to experience the ADC, or what I call after-death communication. There's many books written up on that. And what it is, okay. is they have, they are in another realm. And, you know, it takes a lot of energy for me to communicate to them. I have to raise my vibrations and they have to lower theirs to come to this material plane. And it's like when I raise my vibrations, before I raise my vibrations, it's like looking at a fan that's off. I can't see behind it. But once I speed up the energy, it's like the fan's speeding up, and suddenly the blades become invisible. You can see behind it. But it just doesn't Mm -hmm. happen without energy. 
including mm. for a human being. It takes a lot more energy to manifest an experience in the physical form while you're awake in the waking hours. Mm-hmm. And they have your spirit helpers go in a group and they uh, join hands like we do down here, like in the seance, to, to increase the energy and they increase mm-hmm. the energy for him to come. It's not easy. And, but it is easier and takes a lot less energy to do it when you're sleeping. It does. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like a, a lucid dream. There's a communication. You can recognize it. Some right. people have reported saying that, oh, I saw him. Some people only see the hand that they shake or feel the hug, but they don't see him. But they know for some reason it's them. But it's more, right. it's, you, you uh, said it correctly, it does take energy, but when your mind is wide open, you're totally relaxed. There's no clutter in it. You're open to receive that visit from that person. And those do happen more with others, less with some, but it, it does occur. So, you, yes, you're totally correct about that. And to try to extend it is, you know, say a prayer or have a conversation before you go to sleep each night so that on the night that this does occur, you know, ask if you if it could be a little bit clearer and try mm-hmm. to extend it a little bit. And then when you get there, try your best. But sometimes they will tell you, well, I'm only allowed to stay here for such and such time and I have to leave now. Another right. thing that will help amplify your dreams, and this is crystals, you know, and a dream journal. A dream journal, when you journal everything down, is good to have so you can look back later on for something that doesn't make sense now, it will later on. That's what I did. Mm-hmm. That helps open up your mind and remember the dream. Secondly, it's a crystal. Like I have a quartz or an amethyst point, probably mm-hmm. weighs about five ounces. You don't want something too big because those crystals, you know how they use them in radios, uh, mm-hmm. for, you know, it, it has actual energy, they work. So a crystal, mm-hmm. and people use them for healing, pointing at your head on your nightstand when you're asleep will help amplify the energy and make your dream clearer and help you sustain the dream a little bit longer. Don't okay. get something too teeny. Don't get something too big. If you get something too big, I've experimented with this, different sizes of crystals, and until I reduced the size of the crystal, I couldn't sleep, and I figured out, you know, it was the uh, crystals keeping me awake. So I finally got one that's about, you know, five ounces, you know, a few hundred grams, and that one works. So those are some tips okay. to help you out there. Okay, that's wonderful. Well, thank you. <laughs> thank you so much. I appreciate it. I'll try. I'll start working on that stuff soon and now, we'll see what now, happens. Now, you're, you're, uh, now he, he died very quickly. Is that true? He did. He, yeah, he very yeah. suddenly. Now, okay, yeah, I, I'm just trying to think. Uh, he died quickly. He was with another person, but he's not with them when it comes to this. Does that make any sense? And secondly, did he have short hair? Yeah, yeah, he has. He wore he wore his hair in a low cut. And the second part you said, yeah. and, and makes sense that you said he he died with a, another person, but he comes to visit me by himself. Is that what he said? Yeah, that's what I'm getting anyway. Because I don't, you know, I, I remember yeah. talking to you, but I don't. Re- you know, I do lots of readings. So I don't remember yeah. Uh, yeah. details, but trying to pick up on what I'm getting right now. But yeah, uh, yeah. definitely, he is uh, in love with you still, and you know, watching over you. The connection uh, is mm-hmm. eternal, like love. You know, the connection is never broken. So 
he will continue to come to you for a while, and he does care for you very much, yes. That's beautiful. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Yeah, and that was, yeah. The last time he came in, he told me about my car and my brakes and my tires, and it turned out that um, it, I, my car was in bad shape and that my tires could have kind of blown out at any minute and I needed my brakes done. So when he brought the message last time about that and he was oh, kind of, you know. Yes, I remember that. I remember yeah. that. Yeah, now, yeah. I, now I remember. <laughs> That's right. That yeah. was good. Well, see, Spirit's yeah. trying to help you. And I don't think yeah. that he could have been upset. I think he was just trying to say in a loving but firm way. That's all, you right. know. Right, exactly, exactly. And I got it done days later, and, yeah, it pretty much saved my life. The, the mechanic was like, yeah, you could have been on the side of the road. Like, my guess is, like, rubber on the side of the road with tires. People having blowouts from having cracked tires. Your tires were in bad shape, and you could have been one of those people, along with my brakes needing to be done. So, yeah, so... I appreciate that. So thank you so much again. I enjoy listening to your show, and I'm just trying to learn everything that I can to um, increase the communication and develop that third eye. Because um, I know we have to keep okay, trying to talk to you, and I can pick it up. Yeah. One more tip before you go. My website, okay. you yes. know, uh, davidbakerspiritmedium.com. It's all one okay. word. No breaks, mm-hmm. com. Go to okay. my recommended books page. I have over a hundred books on that page, maybe more, uh-huh. that I have read, and a lot more than that. But those are the ones I really recommend for people. And there's books in every category: automatic writing, numerology, astrology, healing, channeling, psychic development, mediumship, all that. Take a look at that recommended books page on there, and there's a direct link to it from the book to Amazon so you can read about it before you buy it. And for those people that are on the budget, they also sell them used for hardly next to nothing. So I thought maybe that would help you out too. Perfect, perfect. I'm I'm on your site now. Perfect. Well, thank you so much. You just are a blessing. You really are a blessing. Thank you for calling, Ebony. God bless you. Thank you, Ebony. Take care. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Well, it's always positive to hear something somebody had called before and we gave a reading to, and everything is still going fine. That's absolutely wonderful. Ms. Emma, are you still with us? Yes. So, Can Emma, you have you done any uh, readings lately? Yes, I have. And um, the next day of readings is on the 23rd. I'll be doing readings at Living Now from 11 until 5. <laughs> okay, that's good. Yes, you need to be a busy day. Absolutely. Emma, and I'm tell us your... Go ahead. Tell, tell us what else oh. that you're doing. I'm teaching an eight-week course on developing intuition and psychic abilities. And it's it's a beginner's course just to help, you know, we all, we all have this beautiful gift. We were born with it. And it's like learning to read or mathematics. If you don't develop it, then, you know, 
it can stay dormant or be sleeping within you. And so I'm helping others with that. And a few of the ladies in my class are wanting to do this work full time. And other ladies and guys are wanting to just use it in their everyday life with the jobs that they are currently doing. So it's a good mix of people. Yeah. I think that's awesome. I think that's awesome because um, to also set up a spot there to have a network in Australia is awesome. Absolutely. And I'm working with Amy Shea um, in Indigo International and teaching the similar courses online. And so I'll be able to, and they'll be recorded, so you'll be able to see me and, and all of that and ask questions. It's really cool, the electronic age, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah, so we'll it be is. able to do that on. <laughs> and um, I'm teaching five yoga classes a week. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. I um, I remember the yoga class that I went with you, and I was so excited. I was able to do one pose that I knew that I could do. I've done it since I was a kid. So, and then you know you kind of get in the pose, and and it's not. It, it's not, you know how you see it on TV and you think, oh, it's going to be so hard, but you do it to the best of your ability. It's not like you have to get into these pretzel poses and you can't ever get out or you need someone to help you out. It's, you do, and, and they modify it, and you modify it to the to the person's ability, and I like that. Absolutely, absolutely. It's not about being bendy. It's just about connecting with your body. And the more that you work on that and the more you connect to it, the more bendy looking you become. You know, so people that are really bendy looking are are just really, really connected with their bodies. And it's more about the breath and connecting and listening and at the end of all my classes I do a, a guided meditation for about 15 minutes along with a Reiki healing so it's it's a bit of a bit of a few tools that I use yeah yeah Emma do you have a, a website up now that you want to tell us about most of my information is on Facebook because I'm connecting to with Amy Shea on indigointernationalonline.com so she's working on my page actually right now Um, I still have indigopresence.com up and running but like I said that one's going to be switching over here in the next couple of days so the calendar is on Facebook under Indigo Presence more of my information on what I do is on indigopresence.com and all of that will be transferring over to indigointernationalonline.com <laughs> So you can find me at a awesome. lot of places when you type in indigo. <laughs> yes. That and is I will I close the chat and, room too. Emma, so. I saw the photographs that you posted on Facebook recently yes. of our group of mediums in Kona with uh, Dorian Virtue and those do bring back Absolutely wonderful memories. I know it's amazing how fast the time has gone and where we're where we all are now. It's amazing. And you know, we were with a small group of people there, and for some reason, Sherelle, myself, and you connected differently than everybody there. It was as if it was meant to connect or a reconnection, like. 
we knew each other in the spirit world and were meant to reconnect here. That's what I feel. Absolutely. And I was telling Amy on going down the stairs in the hotel going to the conference, I was telling Amy on the first morning of the first day, I'm going to meet some people from California so that I can connect and find a place to stay when I go to yoga school. And it was before even the first break, you guys said where you were from, and I looked across the room at Amy, and she just shook her head at me, and, how do you do that? <laughs> and I came over to talk to you, and you were like, yes, we know loads of people. We'll, we'll definitely help you find a place. And then a week later, you sent me an email, and I became your housemate. <laughs> and I haven't left since. Yeah. And that's wonderful. <laughs> Absolutely wonderful. Cheryl likes to call you Emma Ferry as her nickname. And I want to let people know that are listening that even though Emma is calling from Australia, you're probably thinking, well, that's not an Australian accent. She sounds like she's from somewhere in the U.K. Emma, do you mind telling us where you're actually from? Because you've lived all over the world, but where are you actually from? I am actually was born in Kent in um, London, and I went to boarding school in Cornwall, which is the southwest of England. And then in 93, we moved to Florida. And then I lived in Colorado, Chicago, New York, San Fran, Texas, all over. I love America. And then I was guided to come to Australia to help people. And when I got here... Um, I had the accident and was in the coma, and then I met my husband now. So I actually saw him in the coma, and then I met him after I came out of hospital, and we now have the twins. <laughs> so a lot of things have happened. Yeah. Now, you know yeah. something funny? I'm Native American Indian. My great-great-great-grandmother was a... Costa Mesa Indian from Southern California, and I guess when it was under Mexican rule, we used to have ships come from Spain, and a, a Spaniard sea captain, Spanish sea captain, married her, and that's how I got that part of me. And the other part of me is Spanish and English. And by coincidence, my mother was also born in Kent in England as well. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. There's a uh, a lot of places over there, it would have to be Kent. Uh, it's a small world, and it's all connections. It is a small world. It sure is. Yeah. So, uh, so my my background is is boring <laughs> in comparison. <laughs> but um, I I I have the the best family here. I do. You know, I have Emma Ferry, I have my lovely husband, and, you know, I'm living life vicariously through you guys. And you're from heaven. Yes. Yes. That's right. In my family, um, the American and English side, grandmothers, mothers, great-grandmothers have all been mediums, but they generally didn't really discuss it much during those days. Now, my younger sister, Christine, she's a Reiki master and a medium. She's pretty good at that. And my older brother, Tony, he claims, well, I asked him one time to take the psychic test. He goes, eh, I'm not psychic. 
then he sends me an email, but I see a ghost every morning. You know, he he works in New Orleans, and uh, there's no place there. And he says every time he parks his car in the garage, there's this male ghost standing there. So he, at least he admitted to that. And then my uh, older sister Pat, or Susan as I call her, she also has a gift too, but she doesn't use it. And my cousin Bonnie. Uh, does have the gift too, and she just using it, you know, for just to help her out in her life. But she doesn't do readings. But it's amazing that you find this thing in families. You know, there are some people only that one person has it, and they think nobody else did, which is possible. And some people it just runs in the family, mm-hmm. just like your Absolutely. family, Emma, right? Absolutely, absolutely. It's like it's like any any um, gift that you have. For example, my brother is very good with mathematics and business, and it's like when he went into school to learn math, it just all clicked with him. And it's the same with that for us with spiritual work. No matter what tools we use, more more tools will click and resonate with us than others. But it's just one of those that inner knowing that you've always known, and that just it's just there. It's just there, and it's amazing. And when you develop it, you can help so many. Hey, um, let's let's take a caller. Um, caller, area code nine zero eight. If you guys don't mind, nine zero eight. Hello, you've been holding. You're on the line with Beyond the Gate Radio. Who are we speaking with tonight? Hi, this is Caroline. How are you tonight? Hello, Caroline. Hi, Caroline. Hi, um, I don't want to sound crazy or anything, but I have a friend who's very gifted and psychic, and I could pick up on his vision, and I'm wondering, I, I constantly have this state of deja vu going through my day, and I don't understand why, and um, he said there was a spirit in my parents' house, and I envisioned him as a a man, well-dressed man, with glasses and green hair, and what? Oh, no, go ahead. We're still listening. Go ahead. And I always felt a presence down my basement, and, like, motion detector lights would go off without any movement whatsoever. And I also found out from my friend Fidel that he had a dislike for my father. And just a couple of weeks ago, my my house burnt down. And I was wondering if this was Mr. Rick, because my father was the only one there. Yes, it has happened, uh, supposedly, in history that those things can happen. Spirits especially uh, benevolent spirits, not good ones, have started fires, turned on the stove, did this and did that. I I do not feel in this case that that is the case. I I just don't feel it. But, you know, there are ghosts pretty much everywhere. They're more common than people think. And... uh, from talking to you and from tuning into you, I see uh, some different colors around you, which tells me that you do have the gift. 
and you're kind of working, you've been working with it, trying to figure out things. And some of the deja vu that you've had is when you, you know, when you astral travel, sometimes you meet with your guides and you try to work certain things out. And maybe you are showing different things. And sometimes if you go to different places you've never been before and you have deja vu like you've been there in the past life. But a lot of people do not remember the dream because if I could show you on the chart the size of your body and the size of your spirit, your spirit is huge. So when you leave the body and do whatever you do and come on back and go back into the small container of your body, it's like putting two gallons in a one-gallon container or bag, and it becomes distorted. And because of that distortion, it makes it difficult for you to remember your dreams so well. But I think that that is part of it right there. A lot of it goes in your mind. And sometimes your mind, you know, your psychic mind, and I'm talking about you, you, out like you, can, see it, you can see into the past and future like a streaming time on real time occasionally. And since you're not trained to control it or anything like that, you know, everybody's different, but that that's what happens to you because your energy is, you know, so strong that it's doing these different things. And I'd say that if you wanted to develop it, you would actually get pretty far with it. But, yes, it's not your imagination. And you are mm -hmm. correct about these spirits. And I think the reason you are, and I agree with you, is because you have the gift too and what you're getting you trust and you know it. And I'm just validating what you just told me. I think that's really I was interesting. Also, I was also wondering, what is the significance of growing a white hair out of your third eye? You know, there's many different ways people do those types of things. You know, energy clearing and all, I'm sure Emma could give us her perspective on that, but it could be just, you know, cleaning. It could be a symbol of cleaning some clutter that's in there that's blocking you perhaps to get it out. There's many methods, many meanings, many ways. I don't practice that type myself, but perhaps I can ask Emma if she would if she be familiar with that. Emma? Yes, I'm still here. About the, the can you tell us about the white hair in the third eye growing out? Um, what I was getting was I just I just saw the word wisdom really big in front of my third eye, and also that if um, the when the, as the wisdom grows, it'll turn more into and then I saw a white feather, <laughs> so it'll turn more into loving guidance. It'll turn more into loving wisdom. The wisdom that you're you're getting is very gentle very, very gentle spoken, like your guardian angel, your spirit guide are very gentle spoken. And I think that that they're the, the trying to connect, they're trying to hear that gentle voice. Um, it, it's like you need to raise your vibration in order to hear it more clearly. Does that make sense? Yes. Um, but unfortunately, I plucked it out because it was getting in my eyes. Was that a bad thing? <laughs> no, because that's just the physical the physical that we're connected to. Even though you're taking it out, it doesn't mean that it's actually gone, you know? 
It's still okay. there. It's just we're so connected to physical things. But as long as you believe that that wisdom is still there, it's still there. It's the power of your intention and the power of your belief that will help you to hear. Because very, very gentle angel and gentle spirit guide, almost um, I, feel, I feel feminine spirit guide, but very almost childlike spoken, if you know what I mean, just very gentle voice. And that childlike energy. Okay, thank you very much. I really appreciate oh, it. The name Mary thank came you. up as well. I just wanted to give you that. <laughs> okay, thank you. Yes, you're welcome. Have a good night. Thank, thank you, you so you much. Too. Nice talking to you. It was nice yeah, talking to you're you right. also. Okay. Emma, what you said makes a great deal of sense about the uh, wisdom, Emma. You know, I like it when people say things that really make sense. It's like the wisdom is there. No matter what she does, it's not going to leave her. Now, if it was material and you dropped a piece of wood in the water, you can always remove it. But let's say water is wisdom because it's energy just like the water is. And you pour some water into a bucket of water, let's say it's wisdom. And now try to get the wisdom out. You can't. It stays there. I absolutely, and I think it grew so that she could see it, feel it. Do you know what I mean? To to have that connection, because like I said, we're so attached to the physical. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we actually have to physically see something and feel it to know. But it doesn't have to stay there. Once you know, you know, you know. <laughs> That's right. You know what it I makes mean? a great deal of sense. <laughs> yes, and and there was actually a reason that it happened because she picked up on it. Mhm. Mhm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. That's wonderful. Now, Emma, when did you first notice something unusual, or did you think it was common when you started noticing that I can see spirits, I know who's calling on the phone, or I should go somewhere? When did you start noticing that, or do you even yes. have a mem- memory? I do. I I was about six or seven when I remember it being a problem. (laughs) I went to boarding school in Cornwall and I stayed in a dormitory called Holy Angels and I was disagreeing with the paintings. Although they were beautiful, the angels did not look like they do in paintings to me because I see them as energy and it's... um, it's kind of hard to explain what I see, but I know who it is by their color and by the, na- the the feeling and what I hear, you know, of which angel it is and, and what their names are. And um, there was only one sister at the school that was very supportive of me, and that was Sister Bridget. And um, all the other nuns did not want me to talk about angels and things that I could see. And when I could see something coming and it's happening before it would make them uncomfortable. So I learned to kind of be quiet for a long time, actually, until I was about 22 and in Colorado. Then I then I started to find my gift again and develop it again. And, yeah, so, yeah. That's amazing. Now, you know, I, I see angels as well, and I can actually, you know, see, like, a spirit of another person pretty much, like, almost like somebody standing there, not quite this clear as they showed on that TV show, Ghost Whisper, but, you know, clear enough. And so when I see angels, I have, 
know, I can tell by, you know, communicating with them that it's an angel, not a, a human spirit. But on these angels, I have never seen any wings on them, but I've seen colors. Like each one, has, just like you said, has a specific color around them and it's specific energy. And you can just tell, you know, who they are and what they are. But I haven't seen wings on them. And uh, from the way you have described seeing them, I'm sure that you do not either. No. The wings, I think, are their aura that the artists or people that have seen in the past, they drew them on as wings, but it was actually their aura that they were witnessing. But I know that angels will show themselves in human form with wings if it's to make the person feel comfortable, you know. I know that they have shown themselves that way because they can, and it, it just it's about loving experience and feeling safe, you know, and feeling comfortable. And the yes. angels will know what will make you feel safe and comfortable, and they will appear to you that way. It's just because I had only been here a few years. I was only six or seven, and so I was just seeing them the way that, that I would see them, recognize them from from the other side. That's the way you I, know, so, yeah. I did, too. In the beginning, I saw them with wings at first, and I think it's for the same reason for the comfort zone, so you wouldn't be afraid until you, you know, became used to knowing, being familiar with who you're communicating with. And I believe that in the past, there's a couple of possible explanations as to why there's wings on angels. One of the reasons are perhaps in medieval times or before that, people figured that, you know, evil entities, some people call them demons, whatever the devil is, comes from hell and they come from below the earth. Like, you know, the volcano, there's hot down there, fire and everything like that. And angels come from above. So, they figured that, well, if angels come from heaven, which is above, then they must have wings to fly. That's probably one thing. And the other reason is, like you said, the aura. The aura. Absolutely. Now, could you tell us about angels? Does everybody have one or two guardian angels around them? And if so, what's their function? Sorry to put you on the spot. That's okay. My guidance has told me that everybody has at least two angels. But if you pray for more um, or someone is praying for you, you'll have a lot more around you. Um, also, when, when you think of the number two, a lot of people think of two human bodies with wings on either side, you know, but it's energy. So one angel, two angels, it's all an infinite supply of energy. I feel that it, it's especially from what I saw in the coma, it's um, it's hard to use the words. I've, I've still had um, trouble thinking of words to explain, but it's like the information that comes to you from the angels is instantaneous. It's not like the words that are coming out of my mouth right now that you're hearing in our time, if that makes sense. It's just instant information. It's just something that you know. And usually there's a very passive, gentle, quiet energy angel around you who's more for comforting and keeping you feeling um, comforted, feeling safe, feeling held. And then there's another angel energy around to help you with your life purpose. They will sound a bit louder because they're trying to, when you're asking the question, what am I here for or what I'm supposed to do, they have a a more um, stronger, louder energy 
that that'll come across when you ask and learn to listen. But because we're so connected to having to know everything right here, right now, sometimes we don't stop and listen, take the time to actually listen. True. We're worried about you know, time. We're, we're always in a hurry. But what you don't realize, like I'm saying, the information will come to you instantly. So even though in your mind you have to stop and listen on our time plane, you're not actually stopping or you're not losing any time to get this information, if that makes sense. So if you stop and what we say, take a breath and just wait, you'll get all the information downloaded to you, but you actually haven't lost any time on our plane. You know, so you're not going to be late for work or you're not going to be late for anything when you stop and listen to guidance, in other words. Yes, the information will be- I do believe that. And there's Makes different sense. choirs or ranks of angels, too, besides our guardian angels. You know, they're not Absolutely. only guards, God's messengers, they're also here to assist us. But, you know, we need to ask through free will for them to help us. And at Valerie's lecture at the Expo, I'm not sure if you were with us, but we went to her angel lecture. And so somebody asked her in the lecture, this is something I remembered because it makes a lot of sense, and I've had people ask since then. I've been traveling somewhere, and there were some issues, and I need a lot of angels, but I was afraid to ask God for, you know, let's say 500 or 1,000 angels because there might not be enough angels to help me, you know, because there's so many people on the earth. And Valerie said that, you know, God's love for you is infinite, so why would he not let you have an infinite number of angels, whatever it is that you ask for, no matter how much? Doesn't that make sense? Absolutely. It's like breath when you're breathing. Creator, God, source, universe, they provide you with enough breath for as long as you are here. So, of course, they'll provide you with enough angelic energy for as long as you're here. And as long as there's enough, um, it's the same sort of thing. Whatever the air that you're breathing when you allow it, because of free will, when you allow it, you'll have that infinite supply of angelic energy around you. Always, no matter what, as long as you ask. Yes, now, you know, the uh, Catholic religion recognizes only a couple of angels, Archangel Michael, Raphael, and occasionally they talk Maybe. about Gabriel, but they state that the archangels are the lower ranks of the angels and the cherubs are the higher. But some Catholic exorcists say that they think the archangels have are higher rank than they were supposed to be before. And even though the devil, Satan, known as Legion of Demons, still retain the power that they had as fallen angels, but, you know, they're limited and we're protected from them you know, as long as we live a normal life, of course, that even though some of them may have higher ranks, and supposedly Lucifer was the highest-ranking angel of all of them, that because, uh, you know, Archangel Michael has been given the power over them, even though he's a lower-ranking angel, that his power is greater than theirs because, you know, that's why people use him because he's the exorcist angel and he's also the law enforcement angel, the protector angel. Yeah. No, so so if you don't really read a lot about angels and study other religions, I've been looking at 
all kinds of information. You know, I'm a researcher. I have a large library, and I do all this because I, I just love it. But I'm get, I get surprised from time to time at the information that I I come across. And, of course, Emma, we were taught that the uh, archangels are the managers overseeing our guardian angels, and there are yeah. actually one type of nine choirs of angels no, there's angels, archangels, principalities, powers, virtues, dominions, thrones, cherubim, and uh, seraphim. And the seraphim, yeah, are supposed to be the, the highest ranking. But I've always been confused about that, and I really haven't dwelled upon it. I really didn't care. I know that when I need help and I ask for it, either Archangel Michael or somebody, if I'm not talking to the right angel, they automatically assign the proper angel to you. Isn't that true? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, I it's believe that's the, true, yes. Exactly. All the wisdom that you need is already within you, but the angels work with that because sometimes it's in our subconscious rather than our conscious mind of who and what we're supposed to be talking to. But the angels are very much... Um, an energy being, we give them names because in human form we like to label things and it makes it easier and it, it makes you feel more connected when you're naming an energy such as Michael or Raphael for healing, Michael for protection. You know, it makes you feel more close when you have a name rather than the protection energy or the healing energy. You know, it doesn't sound as personal. So that's why we give them the names, but each of the energies, depending on what you need, know what, know which one to come forth, know how to help you, know who's supposed to surround you or which energy is supposed to surround you, depending on what you're asking for. That makes sense. And because we're in a material, in human form, that's the normal way we would do it. Now, if we were back up where the angels are and in pure energy form once again, we wouldn't be doing that. Uh, in fact, spirit really doesn't speak up there like we do. They don't communicate, and there's no language up there. You just send a thought, and it's automatically understood. And additionally, if you're looking for a specific personality, every spirit energy is different by color and energy, uh, frequency and wave, like a fingerprint or a snowflake is different. And we can instantaneously seek out that spirit and find them for the angels. And secondly, angels are nor male nor female because they weren't created like a human to procreate. So they are a balance of the male and feminine energy and they don't mind if you call one a male or the other a female, whatever. How their energy is, it feels some feels more feminine to you, some feels more male to you too. Doesn't that make sense? Absolutely, absolutely. They have combined energy of the, the yin, the yang, the male, the female. It's all about balance, and that's why the energy is so powerful. So when you're out of balance, or in other words, something is going wrong, they're able to help you get back into balance that way. Yes. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Hey, um, you guys, there's a question in chat. I was wondering if you guys wouldn't mind answering it. Do you have a moment? Oh, I think we have a moment to answer a question. Okay, it's um, it's 
from my life journey. Um, my life journey says I was wondering with my family in spirit. Um, sorry about that. Um, my family in spirit world, who are they bring towards me to be in a good relationship? They they want to know. I guess they're they're. My life journey is interested in relationships, knowing that their grandmother held them, and let's see, my grand my grandfather held me. I was as I was a baby, and he passed away. My grandmother passed away about six or seven years ago, and uh, it's Jimmy from New Jersey. So I guess he's um, looking for a relationship. He wants to. Um, are they bringing? Who are they bringing for them for him for a good relationship? No, I know some psychics tell people that's how it works, um, but that's not exactly how it works. But however, if there's somebody around that they see is good for them, you know they will try to you know influence to make things work out. But basically, they can't really set it up or send somebody to you because. It would be going against your path that you must walk here and against free will. But they are definitely very supportive of you and perhaps will try to send you a message or energy that, hey, this person that you just met is really wonderful. But I'm not seeing anything until this coming year around the spring or so for this relationship that he's looking for. Do you or Emma see anything? Um, I I am seeing something, you know, later on, not uh, – and uh, just something about getting through the holidays and stuff like that and just keeping your heart and your eyes and your ears open, and um, that's what I'm feeling. But I'm not feeling it's – I know because the holidays are coming, sometimes we rush into things, but um, other times, you know, it's kind of like – what the universe is telling us is just to slow down and wait and, um, you know, just to kind of, you know, you know, take your time. And um, Emma is sending a note saying that um, you need to complete, complete yourself, become whole for yourself first. Um, she's um, taking care of the, the boys. So, um, and being in love, uh, being in love with yourself will attract the perfect mate for you, is what she's saying. Uh, she's taking care of the boys right now, so uh, I'm just relaying the message from Emma. That makes a great deal of sense. And another thing that Spirit usually says is, what are you waiting for? Don't give up. Get up, get dressed, go out, and put yourself out there. Be like a peacock, and you will attract others. Having said that, I hope this advice helps. And now we are coming to the conclusion of our show. It was myself, David Baker, Sherelle Baker, and Emma Hogan was our guest tonight, our walk-in guest. And we really appreciate it, what she's done. Tomorrow, we'll be back with Jeffrey Faulkner. It'll be the same time, 6 o'clock Pacific time, 9 o'clock Eastern time. Tomorrow on Beyond the Gate radio show. Usually our shows are only on Sundays, but since I'm not having a show next Sunday, we're having it tomorrow with Jeffrey Faulkner. He is a uh, 
ex-Navy. He had uh, a couple of near-death experiences, and he communicates with uh, supposedly extraterrestrial or interdimensional beings. He channels, and he has channeled messages going all the way up to 2016, he says. He's been on lots of radio shows and TV, and he will prove to be a very interesting guest if you can. Tune in tomorrow. This has been David and Sherelle and Emma Hogan with Beyond the Gate Radio. Thank you, Beyond everybody, the gate. for listening. Beyond the Emma, gate. thank you so much for being here. We love you. Love you, boys. Thank you, Emma. We greatly thank you, Emma. Take care. Okay. Love you. Thank you. God bless everybody, and good night.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.